Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. Hey, everybody, I'm live on LinkedIn with the Coaching Corner. Of course, you know this is our every first Tuesday episode of the Culture Soup Podcast, which airs every week on Thursday on every place that great podcasts stream. So the Coaching Corner, of course, is where we drill down into your pain points as a professional in the workplace and also as a small business leader. I am L. Michelle Smith. I am your executive and business coach. I am also the executive producer, creator, and host of the Culture Soup Podcast, which is one of um, the Apple podcast top business uh, podcasts out there. So welcome and thank you for joining us today. We have an exciting show for you. This is number two for us. The second time we have actually aired live on LinkedIn. You've been seeing some teases, but this is the second show. We are ironing out all the kinks as we go along, and we've um, fixed that audio issue we had the last time, so we don't anticipate that. How does it go? We have about four different segments for you. First, of course, the introduction here. We're doing that right now, and we will then go to the soup. Uh, Very much like our Culture Soup podcast where we have a Culture Soup moment, we have a soup moment on LinkedIn Live, and that's where we go to social media to see what the top topics are and that are trending around your concerns and pain points as a professional and as a leader. The next thing we do is the 15-minute coach. That's where I'll either dive in very deeply onto the topic or bring in a live client to coach. We were going to do that this time, but guess what? My client is interviewing for a new job. We're going to let her do that. Today's topic is really all about transitions and how to take change by the horns. Then after that, we'll have the deep dive. That's when I typically have a guest. And today we're going to have Tristan Layfield, who I call the resume and career guru. Folks, this guy knows about transitions more than anybody I know. And he helps professionals, not just with moving from job to job or position to position or moving into entrepreneurship, but he literally gets into the weeds on the resume and the LinkedIn profile. You got to meet Tristan and he's going to make some news all his own. Next, we have the wrap and that's where we put a bow on it. And you can always contact me at the bottom of the screen. You're going to see my contact information and uh, you can reach out anytime at the end of this broadcast. I'll also have an offer for you. So stay tuned for that. As for your comments throughout, I'm going to be monitoring my phone to see if there's anyone who might have a question or a comment that I might shout out. If you're joining me now, make sure you use the hashtag LinkedIn Live so that I know that you've joined live. And then also make sure that you use the hashtag TCSP. That's the Culture Soup Podcast Coaching Corner. That's TCSP Coaching Corner. All right. Let's get to the soup.
Okay, so I was going through Twitter and LinkedIn and I wanted to make sure that I saw an article regarding transitions and career changes. And you know what? One of the things that stops us in anything that we're trying to achieve is fear. That's the number one barrier that we as coaches try to help you to under overcome and hack in your life. Because if you can get rid of the fear, man, you can charge forward or you need to push past it. My coaching training is grounded in positive, applied positive psychology. psychology. And one of the assessments that we use with our clients is the VIA assessment. I took that myself. Guess what my number one strength is? You may be shocked or maybe not. It made sense to me. It's courage. But let me tell you about courage. Courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is very well feeling the fear and pushing through it. That's how you get brave people. Um, a lot of people say, you know what, you run to the risk. Yes, I am a transformational leader. That's what that is. Um, someone who will build and fix things and take a calculated risk. That's what courage is. That's what bravery is. And you may be more brave than you expected because you felt the fear, but then you stopped. It's when you push through that fear that gets you there. So this article that we're looking at today is from Life Hack. And it lists 10 of the fears that people are concerned about when it comes to transitions, especially when it comes to professional transitions in your career. One really is about being a beginner. So here's the thing. If you've been in business for a while, you shouldn't worry about this too much because chances are you have transferable skills. Maybe you haven't identified them yet. That's what someone like a Tristan Layfield can help you identify. Many of you are very familiar with the most recent transition I've had in my career, um, but you may not know about all the other ones. I literally started in television news. Go figure. Yeah. As a writer and producer for some of the top talent here in Dallas and Fort Worth, I actually shunned the camera, but that's a whole other Oprah show. <laughs> anyway, um, I have transferable skills. As a journalist, I knew that I could pivot to public relations and communications. I did that for more than 20 years. Within that time frame, I actually trained C-level executives to go on the platform, to go on CNBC. I was a media trainer, a corporate media trainer. Makes total sense. I was behind the camera in television news. I could share with C-level executives what it would be like to be on the other side. Guess what else I did in public relations? I was a spokesperson for some of the biggest brands on the planet. So I knew how to step in front of the camera. See where I'm going here? Now, my most recent transition was into leadership development as an executive and business coach. Now, I needed to go in and get that training, and I have. However, I have led throughout my career. Being an officer, you know, 12 years of my career, almost half my career as an officer, VP level and up, I have led teams, but I also have worked with people. Do you see where I'm going here? These are transferable skills. Chances are you will not be starting from scratch. That's typically what people are afraid of. One of the other fears, of course, is money. Hello, people. You got to make money to eat, right? You got to make money to live. But think about this. 
if you're able to package those transferable skills in a way that positions you very well for that next position, there's no reason why you should lose traction with your pay. For those of you that are thinking about transitioning into entrepreneurship, I always tell the folks who are especially in corporate America or even in education, how can you right now use those gifts, those talents, that job to fuel your dream? It's not always either or. Sometimes it's both. And you need to do both until you can do the either or. Does that make sense? Someone asked me, well, how am I going to pay your bills? And I'm like, pay my bills. And I'm like, how do you believe that small business owners pay their bills? Good question. And they usually come back and they're like, well, they make the money. Then I say, perhaps you need a plan. Another reason they say in this article is the fear of making mistakes and the fear of failure. Of course, we've all heard people say, fail forward. Failure is learning. Some people don't even use the word fail in their vocabulary. And I'm, I'm for that. That being said, I don't have a problem saying that I failed. In fact, when I failed, I learned some of my best lessons. And right on the other side of failure and the other side of fear was a big opportunity. And guess what? That bravery kicks in. There are others. I won't go through them all. But I want to take some time and make sure that we go through our 15-minute coach. Okay, transitions. We're going to take it by the horns. But first, we're going to talk about what change actually is. What is it? Listen, it comes in two forms. It's loved and Hated, mostly hated. Most people don't like change. I, for one, am uncomfortable with it, but I perform best when I'm uncomfortable. Thus, that courage thing, right? Okay, so change comes in two ways either it's thrust upon you or you instigate it. Two ways, two ways. I don't care if it's an act of God or an act of the president of your organization that's making some type of organizational shift. You either impact the change or someone changes for you. Change can be good or bad. Either way, it causes stress. You know that? <laughs> yeah, change is stressful whether it's good or bad. But listen, I am here to ask you why you are waiting for someone to change things for you before you act. Think about it whether it's good or bad, why are you waiting on someone to tap you on your shoulder and offer you that next position? Why aren't you going for it? Why are you waiting on your company to reorg and you know it's coming before you take care of yourself? That's the thing about transitions and change. Again, either someone instigates it or you instigate it yourself. So let's think about the context here for our current environment. I call it digital economy. I didn't come up with that. It's a digital marketplace. You have to know that everyone is shifting to a model to win in the digital age. Most of these 
industrial companies, and I call them that. These are the ones that are pretty old, been around a long time. They're trying to compete with the Facebooks and the Amazons of the world that were already digital when they got here. So what does that mean? They're scaling. Scaling can mean scaling up. If you're in small business, that's frequently what you're trying to do. But scaling can also mean scaling down, which means downsizing or right-sizing, as some people might say, which means that change is going to hit you. Do you know that research is showing that most companies are planning to keep workers only three to five years? Yeah. So if you've been sitting at that company for 15 years, 20 years, God bless you. You hearken back to a better time. I call it a better time. My parents taught me this. Yours probably did too. They're boomers. Gen Xers, we're kind of the same way. You get your degree, right? You apply for that job at that good company. You get that good job at that good company. And man, you put your head down and you work hard until somebody recognizes you. Then, you know, you get promoted maybe years later. Who knows? But you still are collecting that 401k, that retirement, that pension in some cases. And you retire and get that beautiful home in Florida. You know, retire with your gray hairs and your couple of dogs and grandkids. And it's all good. Well, folks, I, I hate to put it to you, but that day is over. Um, you know, change is happening and they're getting ready. There's another thing that's happening and it's generational. I mentioned our parents, but let's talk about the younger set. That's Gen Z, anybody born in 2012 and up to about the time the Gen X starts. And they're tapping out at about the age of 40 right now. These two groups, because Gen Z is just entering the workforce, these two groups, they do business differently. They work differently. They don't want to be in the job forever. One, they're going to get bored. Two, they want to excel. They want to move faster than we did, okay? So they want that promotion. They want that paper. HR used to look at their, their resumes and go, oh my gosh, this individual has jumped and job hopped. Now HR is looking and saying, oh, they have a wealth of experience. Where does that put you if you've been somewhere 15, 20 years? You got to young up your thinking, and I'm going to tell you how. It's a mindset, people. It's a mindset. You are either in an analog mindset or what I call a digital mindset. And that analog mindset is what I just described that our parents taught us how to be. But the problem is if you're being that way in this digital world, things are passing you by. I have clients that just frequently, just recently got laid off and they're trying to figure out how to even look for a job because that has changed thanks to the digital age. And they just don't know what to do. And then others are just freaked out because they're not able to package their transferable skills in order to take on something new. A digital mindset is that transformational leader that companies say that they're looking for. They're looking for people who will run to the risk, which is totally different from what our parents said to do. They said to put your head down, wait for somebody to recognize you. Don't rock the boat. People, I'm telling you, if there's time to rock the boat, it's now. Let me also tell you, AI is here. Oh, yeah. AI is taking over jobs that are repetitive, that machines can learn and do. So we're talking about having the kinds of skills like critical thinking, 
like innovation, people who are not afraid to try and maybe even fail and learn from it. So I'm going to give you three questions to ask yourself as you're looking to grab change by the horns. Number one, if change is inevitable, what will you do to adapt to it today? Write that down and think about it. You don't have to answer it right now, but that's important. Number two, what is the worst thing that can happen if you take change by the horn today? Even in the next few weeks, can you plan for it? I'm guessing you probably can. How will you plan for it? And number three, what if you could have a fulfilling career the way you want it and how you can switch things up according to your passions, purpose, and superpowers? Write that one down too. Think about all of these things and I challenge you to take change by the horns. Now what's stopping you? You know what? It's time for our deep dive. Line, and he's joining us by Skype. Hey, Tristan. Hey, I'm Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the Coaching Corner live on LinkedIn. Listen. You have some tips and advice for people who are considering transition, thrust into transition, all of that good stuff. Change happens, right? Yeah, it definitely does. That's the only thing that's a constant. Right? So what's your approach to change? Well, there's, there's a couple of different approaches. My personal approach is, number one, I got to deal with my anxiety around it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always the first thing is we, when change comes, we become anxious. Right. Um, you're, you talked a little bit earlier about being uncomfortable, um, and that's, that's really what causes that anxiety. Um, so, you know, I really try to focus on the fact that if you aren't uncomfortable, typically you aren't growing, mm. right? Um, we can even... We can even reckon that with the uh, the idea of what are some of the most painful years of of, of uh, your growth? It's usually your teenage years, right? Yeah. You're changing, you're uncomfortable, right. adapting, and that's typically why. Um, so you know you gotta you gotta sort of face that that discomfort. You gotta mm-hmm. face that anxiety head on, and don't let it stop you in your tracks, right? Understand that it's Good. there. Understand how to respond to it, but continue to move. Great, great stuff. Through it, right. Okay, good. So you have several clients and you help with their careers and their resumes. What are some of the number one things that you see that people are doing that are stopping them from breaking through when it comes to transitioning? Yeah, when it comes to transitioning in the careers, um, oftentimes the first mistake that a lot of people make is, like you said, sitting back and waiting for somebody to initiate that change in their careers for them, right? So they're waiting on that and that manager to come and tell them, hey, we want to promote you. Or they're waiting on that recruiter to, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, we want you for this job. Instead of, you know, taking a step back and, number one, reflecting on their experience mm-hmm. um, to figure out, like, like you talked about earlier, what transferable skills do I have that will get me to what I want to do next? Right. Um, and I think 
oftentimes we're so into our careers that we don't reflect on them enough to understand, you know, how we can adapt to the change that's coming, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, or how we can create change for ourselves. And I think oftentimes the number one step there is reflecting. And I see a lot of us are just going through our day-to-day of our, our jobs instead of reflecting on what we've done, what we've accomplished, and the skills we gained that can get us to our next step. That's such a um, good so point. Oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes I hear my clients talk about the what ifs, right? When it comes to change, that's, that's always the big thing. What if this doesn't work? Um, you know, what if I don't make enough money like you mm-hmm. talked about earlier? What if, what if I don't like it? Um, and my, my, my counter to that is, okay, well, what if you do make enough money? What if you do like it? You know, you know, and, and oftentimes you'll never find out if you don't take the chance. Um, and I think people are so, uh, caught up in the idea of failure and avoiding it rather than accepting it as part of the process and understanding that even in failure, we learn things and we actually learn more things, uh, in failure than we do in, in accomplishing. Yeah. It seems like we just, we default to the negative. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been t- we've been sort of uh, conditioned to do that, right? It's not something we voluntarily do on ourselves, but totally. we're taught that as we grow up. Totally. Well, and especially if you have parents that were boomers that lived through either the, the Depression or, you know, civil rights movement. Let's make it cultural, you know? Um, taking a risk was not something you wanted to do. You were very thankful for that very good job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's when you were talking about that, that boomer mentality earlier, uh, you know, a lot of that sort of comes from that. Um, you know, the job search has changed drastically yet we have not necessarily changed with it. Um, and so it, it, and once again, it's about avoiding that change. It makes me uncomfortable to, to move from just this one page resume to figuring out how I add value to this company that I want to work to. Well, and you know what? Social media has changed so much for us. And just the way that we look for jobs, this platform alone, LinkedIn, is just a treasure trove (laughs) of how to get it done. And you but you have to know how to wield it, which is something that you actually do. Right. Teach people how to use it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, so one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients is LinkedIn. Um, I think it's the best platform for you to really, you know, brand yourself as a professional and also start uh, building up your own thought leadership in whatever area you're, you're in. And that thought leadership is going to be the thing that sort of sets you apart from others. But that's typically where people have their issue is because if you're if you're on there always giving your thoughts and opinions, then you're also going to get the dissenters, right? The people who don't agree with you. Uh, And people are often scared of encountering those, but, um, but you know, it's, it's necessary to cause that discourse to really, you know, build your own, like you talked about uh, in your last LinkedIn live, uh, personal branding, right? Um, and, 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 we're in an era where now we as individuals, and, and I think we had it before, but now we're, we are a little bit more in control of what our personal brand looks like because we have all these platforms, like you said, social media that have taught us to do that and or allowed us to do that. Um, and LinkedIn is one of those platforms that's really great for that uh, if you know how to utilize it. It's not just about getting a great profile. It's about engaging, creating content, creating, uh, you know, 
genuine interactions with people. So, you know, there's a side of, of LinkedIn and social media that, you know, really veers towards lurking and a mm -hmm. lot of people who don't necessarily speak up um, for fear, right? Because it's kind of a judgy, judgy world, right? <laughs> yeah, Where yeah. you don't know what others might think. And you, I find as a coach that even when it's not about searching for the next job or that next opportunity or growing your business, that there are other decisions that people are trying to make where when we dig to the very bottom of it, we find out they're concerned about what they will say. Do you hear that a lot? And then yeah. what, what do you say to that? Yeah, um, I think all of us to a certain degree are concerned about what they will say, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you can't control other people's opinions of you or other people's opinions in general. So why guard against that? Right. At the at the end of the day, do you want to live a muted life where you're you're catering to others or do you want to live a full life where you're able to, you know, be you and have your thoughts, have your opinions, but also understand that just because you have your thoughts and opinions don't mean you can't be corrected. Doesn't right. mean you can't continually learn. And, and and we need to sort of take a step back and not take that as a personal attack, but take that as an opportunity to learn, to grow and be better. Um, and I think that that's a shift in mindset for people, right? We oftentimes now have moved to taking a lot of things online very personally. Right. Um, when, you know, we also know there's a lot of people out there with Twitter fingers, right? Yes. So uh, <laughs> meet them face to face um, and let's see how they do. <laughs> yeah, right. And often, and oftentimes those people who have the Twitter fingers are not the people who are bold enough to create the content. Exactly. So why give them that power over over you? Um, and, and really, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter in what you're well, doing. And at the end of the day, isn't it about being found? Because yes, if you don't right. have a digital footprint, you do not exist. So you may as well use that mm -hmm. social real estate to the best of your abilities. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually was just talking uh, about this with my best friend. You're literally creating an archive of yourself, right? This is something that I think previous generations did not have. Um, and, and you literally can create your living memorial of you on the internet, Ooh, your that. thoughts, your opinions, your right. everything on the internet that anybody hundreds of years from now can come back and see, oh, well, you know, this person didn't agree with that. And this is why, um, and bring those things up. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily see it as that, right. But the internet's a great place to document your opinions, the things you've done, your accomplishments and sort of make that stamp. No, uh, you know, that stamp of I've, I was here and this I is what I that. did. And this Moving is what I've accomplished. From the idea of a footprint to a, mem I don't even say memoriam. Cause it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like, when I'm dead and gone, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. It's a great archive. It's a great digital archive. Now, Tristan, mm -hmm. you have been through mm -hmm. transitions yourself and you're about to launch on one. Do you have something you want to share with us today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually in that uh, uncomfortable and growth period myself because I'm making a big shift and a big change. Um, I'm actually transitioning out of corporate. So I actually, just yesterday, I submitted my resignation uh, to my job. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. I'm also very anxious. I'm also very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also I, I sort of have reckoned with that by understanding that this was something that I wanted to do for a long time. I've prepared as much as I think is possible. Um, and at the end of the day, if 
these endeavors don't necessarily work out this time, corporate's going to be there. So, and that's what I do. Exactly. I help people get back into corporate. So Where I'm not Where are they going? Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's Where are they always going? Always going to be there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I quit my job. Uh, I might be a little bit crazy, but that's okay. You know, you know what, crazy though? people make a mark. You didn't just do this. <laughs> no, no. There was a run-up, right? It was. And yep. some planning. Yep, it's. Yep. And, uh, you know, in January, it'd be the third year of my business. So I've been doing this for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've sort of been also curating my career to provide more time for me to be in my business too. Right. right. So I started out in a traditional office setting. I took a role that allowed me to work from home more, which allowed me to be in my business a little bit more as well. Um, and now I'm going to make that full transition out and really, you know, make the leap. Fantastic. Tristan. Thank you so much for coming on the show and congratulations on your taking change by the horns. That's a big move. Thank thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I I look to people like you, (laughs) you made some steps and I'm trying to just follow in the footsteps at this point. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell everybody where to find you online. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Layfield Resume. That's L-A-Y-F-I-E-L-D-R-E-S-U-M-E. Or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Tristan Layfield. Um, And you can also go to my website, www.layfieldresume.com. Thank you so much, Tristan. Good luck to you and keep us posted. Thank you so much. I will. I appreciate you having me. All right. Okay, y'all. Tristan Layfield, everybody. Tristan, so proud of you for taking change by the horns, planning, understanding this new digital economy, and diving in. How many of you are dealing with change right now, transition? Let's see. We've got some people that are actually chatting. Let's see what we got here. Oh, there's Candace. Shout out to Candace Spears. Alina, nice to meet you. Are you going to take a leap? I want to hear from you guys. We're going to wrap. Listen, we have about one minute left. It's been a jam-packed show. I can't believe that it's almost over. Listen, if you're trying to navigate change, remember those three questions that I asked yourself to raise. Also, I want for you to think about shifting your mindset because, you know, embracing change, it really isn't easy. And it's going to be more than just a notion to start something new. But ultimately, I want you to take control of your career, your brand, and your journey so that nobody owns you. You can find me online at The Culture Soup Podcast, uh, for The Culture Soup Podcast, at theculturesoup.com. You can also go to lmichellesmith.com. If you're interested in coaching, I've got a few deals going on right now, 20% off, one-on-one coaching Email me at coaching at lmichellesmith.com. Until, gosh, New Year, y'all. I will see you in January. In the meantime, this audio will air today on the Culture Soup Podcast, and we air and stream wherever fine uh, podcasts stream. Have a great day. Bye. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.